Where are are the good parents in Riverdale? Where have all the good parents gone? Why are they all terrible? And where are all the gods? I hate you. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I hate you. Hello and welcome to our Riverdale podcast, brought to you by the Aficionados Podcast Network. My name is Robin Jeffrey. I'm a 21-year-old film student from Alberta, Canada. I run at The 100 Script on Twitter, and you can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey pretty much everywhere. My favorite chocolate is Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. And my name is Brittany Ray. I'm a 27-year-old writer in Vancouver, BC. I'm on Twitter at, at Britannia, where I can be found attempting journalism and talking about my cat. And my favorite chocolate is also Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, because Robin's a big copycat. <laughs> Um, excuse you very much. I, I wrote mine down before you did. Yeah, but to be fair, I was on this planet before you. Okay. Yeah. Today, we have words to say about episode 106 of Riverdale, Faster Pussycats Kill Kill. I'm, I'm still not really sure what that title even means. I, and you can't say it seriously. No, it's hard. Maybe it's like, um, kill, like, yes, you're gonna kill this. Yes. Yeah, kill it. Yes, pussycats. Okay, okay. Okay. I'll take that. All right. We, we cracked it. Okay, so we're going to begin by talking about all the Betty and Jughead stuff. Now, anyone who has been upset for me or is, <laughs> you know, worried about my reaction, it's okay because I'm garbage and I'm, like, obsessed with it. Because <laughs> it's like, if you can't have Ace Jughead... Betty is the best possible second choice. Exactly. So, like, I'm okay. I'm I'm really happy because, like, I was watching it and I was like, oh, no, Robin. Oh, no. All is well. So, hashtag, do you know, Kate, you know what their ship name is? Is it, I heard it, I heard it was Bughead. It's Bughead. It's not good. I'm upset with that, to be honest. Anyway, let's, (laughs) let's go ahead and, and, and talk about them. Okay. Okay, so we have a flashback, which you know how much I love flashbacks. Yeah, it's so one it of your very favorite exciting. things. Yeah. So, I think earlier we talked about how Polly was always younger than Betty. Yeah, it turns out she wasn't. But now it seems like she's older. Another interesting part of this flashback is that um, uh, Alice won't let the girls sleep in the same room. Yeah, what the heck? She's so weird. She. That's really weird, like... I, I've never heard of not letting your siblings sleep in the same room as you. Anyway, so flashback, you loved it. Plus it was in blue, like all flashbacks should be. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I have a question. I have an answer. So, <laughs> she's like, I invited Jughead over for breakfast. And Alice is like, okay, Jughead, greater than or less than Jason? In Alice's mind. You know what? Only slightly above. I think so, too, because I think she knows Jughead's dad. Yeah, she probably does. And she probably looks down on that whole family. The fact that she kept saying his name over and over again was, like, hilarious, though. Right? Like, she was like, I'm gonna, you could tell she wanted to call him Forsyth so badly. Oh, my God. That would be so (laughs) funny. Follow me, Jughead. No, she wanted to call him Forsyth. And listen, Jughead eats some pancakes, and he gets he gets to eat pancakes. That's Jughead nice for him. ate food. He ate food like Jughead would eat food. Do you think Betty invited him over because she knows that like he's not living anywhere right now? 
I think that Betty had multiple reasons to invite him yeah. over. I think definitely that was one, and also because they had, like, a plan. Yeah, of course. And also because he's a cute boy. Oh, yeah, you know what? That's also a very valid reason. Yeah. It was a pretty ingenious plan. Yeah, it was pretty good. She even knew, like, if she said, oh, I'll show you, that Alice would be like, no! I'll do it! <laughs> God forbid she be alone with a boy for more than five <laughs> seconds. No, I'll show you where the bathroom is. Only one person is allowed in every room. <laughs> okay, but Alice is weird enough to have rules like that. Also, yeah. flippin' classic Alice that she still uses and meticulously keeps a checkbook. Yeah, she, like, writes it down and everything. Yeah, no online banking for Alice, which makes it <laughs> much easier for these two. So, we learn that Polly's in some place called the Sisters of Quiet Mercy. Hmm. And I just want to, like, think about the theme of Quiet Mercy. Okay. Like, even at... <laughs> You, you see, the Sisters of Quiet Mercy, wow, that sounds foreboding and kind of terrifying, but when you just put Quiet Mercy by itself, just, like, take a second and think about the phrase Quiet Mercy. It sounds... Like, you know? I don't... Yeah. Yeah. Mercy, but, like, silent. And that's, like, scary. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, it either sounds like something that is about forgiveness, or it sounds something about, like, really intense atonement, and it's mm-hmm. probably the second one. Yeah. Oh. Um, Jughead uses a search engine called Sleuthster. Because of course he does. I'm Googling this to see if this is a thing, and I don't think it will be, but let's see. I love Google replacement, like, uh, oh. branding. Did you mean, <laughs> did you mean Slothster or Slaughter? No, you meant slothster, clearly. Uh, yeah, I did. I, I definitely did. Sleuthster pin, sleuthster for iOS. What happens, if, what happens if you click on slothster? Let's find out. Cat on boat plays with dolphins. Slothster. That, someone, that's the kind of content I'm here for. Yeah, so anyway, I love when they have to replace Google with something else because they don't have the rights to it. Yeah. And so I like that for Jughead, they used Sleuthster. Okay, hot take. Mm-hmm. Betty and Jughead's storyline is the best storyline on the show right now. <laughs> Completely agreed. I, like, love it. I don't even know if that's a hot take because I feel like that's just the truth. Mm-hmm. Their, their little, like, dip into journalism is the most fun part. I love it so much. And everyone's obsessed with Jughead. I mean, how can you not be? I know. you, And you know what? You were the OG uh, Jughead fan, too, so... It was me. You knew. I, I, I'm just, like, ahead of the game. Yep. So they go to Sisters of Quiet Mercy, mm-hmm. and they're both there, but they're like, Jughead's not invited. Where did he go? I wondered that the entire time. Did he just hang out in the lobby? I don't think so, because then he was, like, taken back with them once Alice and Betty were both going down, so I wonder if he was, like, literally just put in the adjacent room. Or... <laughs> she's, like, trying to call him when she could have just, like, knocked on the wall. Well, there's, like, benches in the hallway, too, so maybe... Or, like, I mean, it's Jughead. He's nosy. He probably just, like, wandered around looking for things to, like... I bet he did. Yeah. He probably just, like, looked for things to investigate. Like, what, what can I stick my nose in today? Like, they're like, here, Betty, let us walk you to Polly. And Jughead's like, all right, I'll find my own way to Polly. Yep. Whatever. He was probably, like, watching them from a window. Yeah, probably. As you do. That looks nice. So when they show up, it's silent reflection time. 
and she usually hangs out in the Garden of Deliverance, because of course she does. Because of Deliverance. A pregnant yeah. woman in the Garden of Deliverance. They have a Garden of Deliverance. I don't have one of those. That sounds fancy. Yeah, I want one. Yeah, as long as it doesn't come with the creepy nuns. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so last episode, I think, I had said that I was really confused about the timeline between Polly and Jason. Mm-hmm. And I think I understand a little bit more now because oh, okay. I was I was sitting here thinking that Polly had been gone for years. Oh. So this makes more sense to me. She's only been gone since the 4th of July. Yeah. Which I feel like should have been, you know, put together. Wait, so if she's been gone since the 4th of July, what month is this? She said it's been months, but it, like, sure doesn't look like winter. I mean, it's Vancouver. Yeah. But... I don't know. The thing that I'm kind of puzzled about is that she looks like three, four months along. Yeah. I guess they could have hid it for a while. It's gotta be, like, November or December, right? Yeah. Okay. So, I'm waiting for the Christmas episode. (laughs) But, okay. Here's the thing, though. Mm -hmm. If you knew that Jason and Polly were used to date, Mm -hmm. and they had, like, possibly just broken up, which Mm -hmm. is what it seems like it had been, and they're like, oh, no, Jason went missing on the 4th of July. Oh, no, Polly got taken away on the 4th of July. Hello? Yeah, those puzzle pieces probably could have been put together faster. Yeah, so Polly got pregnant, and then they sent her away to this place. Poor Polly. So, how long were they dating? Because they got engaged. I think they were only dating, like, a month, two months. Do you think that... Because Polly said that Jason was really happy when he learned. Yeah. But do you think that Polly was like, hey, I'm pregnant, and then Jason was like, here's my grandma's ring. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. And, like, Nana Rose probably knew about it, too. Yeah. I wonder if Nana Rose, like, knew that Polly was pregnant. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's what I think Nana Rose knew. Oh, you don't think that he was just like, um, we're gonna get engaged now, and so Nana Rose wouldn't be like, how could you do this? I don't know. I think maybe. Although she didn't ask Betty as Polly, so just kidding. Yeah, exactly, so I'm not sure. Just kidding. Let's all forget I said that. So she didn't know that Jason had died, but she does say after she learns, I knew it. So do you think she just, like, felt it, or? I think it was because Jason didn't contact her, or. Yeah, didn't come find her. Yeah, didn't come and try and break her out, like, so she probably at the back of her mind had, like, this niggling fear the entire time that something was wrong. Right. Question. Uh, Answer. Is Polly crazy? No, I don't think she is. Do you think she is? I don't think she is, but she was at, like, just the um, the faces that she was making are just kind of, like, tropes of, you know, the wide eyes. Yeah. And they dressed her with the headband, like, they dressed her like a person. Yeah, like, and, like, the, the talking over people, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's just something that you see, so, yeah. I think it's possible that being there and having her family betray her the way they have has driven her to have broken at some point. Right, but I don't think that she was crazy before she left. No, I think she's just, like, now she is possibly a little unstable, 
but not in like a way that's like I don't know sort of like she hasn't had like a psychotic break she's just you know her family locked her up because they're horrible right so she talks about the car and we'll talk about the car later okay Alice shows up mm. which great fantastic because that's who I wanted to see exactly that's the, that's the person that I really wanted to show up and so then, you know, they're all leaving, and they see Polly, and Jughead does this lunch thing where he's trying to protect Betty, and I'm like, stop, I'll cry. Anyway, so when there, when there's kind of like a, um, a wide shot of them kind of like backing up the way that Polly is, and like mm-hmm. you just see all of them, um, Alice looks like she's crying. She is crying. She has tears in her eyes. So like, remorse? I think remorse, because it's like... As horrible as Alice is, she clearly loves Betty and Polly in her own totally messed up way. Right. And she just wants them to, like, be fixed. Mm-hmm. So, I think she's, like, it's hard for her to watch this happen, but at the same time, she's the one causing all of this. Right. So, it's, they're hypocritical tears. <laughs> so, we know that Hal broke in to the Keller's house, but Betty asks, and he's like, <laughs> Huh? Who did that? It must have been a different Hal. <laughs> must have been a, a different person who looks just like me and sounds just like me yeah. and has my same fingerprints. Yeah, no, it's it totally, yeah. And she's like, did you kill Jason? And Alice just, like, laughs. Alice, she's oh, so man. psycho. She's so psycho. And it's like, <laughs> the thing is that Hal, I would, I would feel bad for Hal Except that they really deserve each other. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, man, like, you know, his marriage must be really hard. No, I don't care if your marriage is hard, Hal. Yeah, like, I almost, like, wanted to, like, root for Hal until, you know, last episode. And then I was like, man, you're garbage, too. Uh Uh-huh. They both suck. So then, I think that this sort of is a... This is them telling us that Betty's parents didn't kill Jason. Because Alice says... I wish he had, I wish I had, but I didn't, I guess. Yeah. 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 I, it def, I would take the Coopers off the list. Yeah. Me too. Interesting though. Because the guy like flashing forward, the guy standing there does look like Hal who's watching them like the same stance. Guy who's watching them. When? When, uh, what, the person who's spying on Betty and Jughead when they're looking at the car. We saw them? I thought we just saw their perspective staring at them in the car. I didn't there's, think that we saw a There's, like, a, a slight silhouette of a person. When? At the... Hang on. I, I want to find this. I will skip. I only thought that we saw their POV. It was, like, an over-the-shoulder shot. Oh. Uh, just kidding. It was, like, a round shadow that I thought looked like a person. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Because apparently I think round or- shadows look like, you know, Hal. Hal. But anyway. <laughs> that, honestly, that was just me disrespecting Hal on every front. Okay. So then, you know, Jughead shows up and is romantic. And I'm like, wow, I hate my life. <laughs> but like, in the best way. Um, because all of a sudden, Robin's like, uh, I shipped this suddenly. I don't know. Oh, I shipped it like three weeks ago. I you know. know. I know. I'm happy that you're happy, to be honest. Thank you. Yeah. But, like, 
honestly, genuinely, if it had been anyone else, I would be upset. Yeah. But I just feel like they're both going to be really nice and respectful and BFFs. And how hilarious was it that, like, they were in the middle of that and Betty's like, listen, I know, like, we're kissing, but I just, like, cracked part of this case. So, like, can we go back to work? I know. And then, like, I'm like, but, but priorities, Betty. (laughs) Betty's, Betty's uh, one of those girls who's always going to be working. But Betty, look at this opportunity you have, though. Okay, let's be real. You just wanted to be Betty in that moment. I am Betty. I know. Okay. I I am Betty. <laughs> I am. So then they had this whole conversation about how they're not their parents, which mm-hmm. I think, you know, it means something to both of them. Well, thank God. Um, and then my last note in that scene was just, I am trash, LOL. That was literally what I wrote down. <laughs> yeah. You delight me. So they go and they find the car. And the trunk is just, like, open? Yeah. Like, he can just open it? The thing that I assumed was maybe it was left open in case, um, Polly got there first. Okay. And Jason had the keys. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. It makes me sad that even Cheryl didn't know what Jason was going, like, was was up to. Yeah. Like, I guess, uh, by the way, no Cheryl in this episode. Yeah, that was weird. I missed her shenanigans. So, Jason's jacket is in there. Mm-hmm. And drugs. So, that kind of... Drugs. ...tells us that Trev was on the right track. Shout out to Trev! Shout out to our boy, Trev Brown. Trev? There, there's so much Val, but I need more Trev, you know? Yeah, just like both of those siblings. Need them. Yeah. So, smart... Jughead takes pictures. I think he should have taken more pictures. <laughs> um, agreed. Clearly. But he takes pictures, which is great. And then someone's watching them. And it ends up being set on fire. So cute. Yeah, the minute they left, I was like, guys, don't leave. Guys, don't leave. I know, because you see the POV shot and you're yep. just like, someone's there, though. I was like, you idiots! Literally, as soon as I saw that, like, when I was watching it for the first time last night, I was just like... Please don't die, please don't die, please don't die, please don't get murdered, please don't get murdered. <laughs> All of my happiness will be gone if you both leave. I don't think they're gonna kill Betty and Jughead. No, I know, but I was still like, please be careful, this oh is the God. CW. <laughs> Anything can happen on this network. And then, of course, you know, they're in the middle of a storm, because of course they are. Well, yeah, no, it just adds to the m- mystery. And then somehow they, like, broke into the Sisters of Quiet Mercy again, and it turns out that Polly broke out. Which how? Yeah, first of all, which how? Second of all, did you see the blood on the window? Uh, no. Yeah, there's what? blood on the broken window. Oh, dear. Yeah. So, so she's cute. out alone, pregnant, and covered in blood. Correct. Great! Let's call the wolves. No. Okay. Who's even going to find her? I don't know, but I have seen a promotional photo for next week of her talking to Cheryl. So. Flashback, though? Oh, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't even think about that. That would make sense. Or she's headed for the Thornhill estate. Yeah. Just to make sure. Yeah. Then she sees his gravestone and then dies inside, you know? I feel really bad for Polly. Yeah. I just want her to have nice things. 
Me too. Yeah. Okay. Um, now we're going to be talking about hashtag team adults. What? What? <laughs> this is the best. Um, so this is the first episode where I have not been on Veronica's team, but... Yeah, I was not. Here's, like, I know this is skipping me forward a little bit, but um, here's the thing about Veronica. I get it. Right. Because I, too was raised by a single parent. And when your single parent dates, you hate the person that your parent is dating. So I would hate Fred Andrews, too. Even though it's so hard. It is, because he's a puppy. It's a sweet baby. So they go on a date. Well, yeah, because in the trailer... I mean, like, his trailer, not, like, the trailer <laughs> for the show. Um, she says that he only has three weeks payroll left... And he mentions that the last time he fired someone, it didn't go well. So that was clearly Jughead's dad. Yeah. Um, which we kind of talked about a couple episodes ago. And then there's a casual chest touch. Yeah, it's casual. Casual. Yeah. Everything's chill, and um, there's no subtext in that scene at all. No. No. So that's the end of that scene, right? Yeah, nothing else happens. Nothing else at all. There's no, like, immediate kissing. Which, like, that escalated quickly. Yeah, right? Like, I I kind of thought they would, like, do a slow burn with those two again. Yeah. But they were like, nah, we're gonna nah, hook them up is. immediately. <laughs> so, what kind of, like, what's Veronica doing there? She had a little flower in her hand, so she was gonna bring a flower to her mom to put on her desk for her first day. But, like, is it a weekend, or is it lunchtime, or, like, why isn't she in school? You know, these kids are never in school. I know. <laughs> I I just, I thought it was maybe after school. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. So then later, Fred comes to Archie and is just like, hey, I, I bought tickets for everybody who works with us. <laughs> but they're the only people that matter, I guess. Yeah. And at the same time, um, she had literally just told him that he's going broke. <laughs> yeah. I know. I was like, with what money, Fred Andrews? Yeah. Bless his heart, though. He's so proud of Archie. But, like, Archie is so good in this episode. Yeah. He's, like, a good dude. And I'm like, finally, here he is. This is who Archie was supposed to be. I'm like, finally, the Andrews boys are, like, trying to get on the same level here. Yeah. And it's not like Archie randomly blaming his dad for something that mm -hmm. makes no sense. He's actually, like, trying. So then Veronica and Hermione talk about Fred and everything. Like, I understand because Archie, I feel like Mary and Fred have been separated for quite a while. And mm -hmm. so Archie has already, like, understood that and everything. But I get it because Veronica's parents are not split up. No. They're just in a different place. Yeah. I mean, Hiram's in jail, but I have a, like, it kind of feels like the Hiram being in jail thing was more recent than not. Yeah. That's so, and that's probably what the issue is. Yeah. So I definitely understand how hard it would be for Veronica. The thing that I'm trying to figure out is like, why is it so easy for Hermione? Yeah, because like we kind of talked about it before where she doesn't seem to like dislike Hiram. Like she's still doing his stuff for him, you know? Yeah. So it clearly it's not that they were in an unhappy marriage, so what's going on there? Unless maybe they were and we just don't know enough about their marriage yet. So we're going to be talking about the whole dinner party a little bit later, but 
we should talk about the fact that they need two shareholder signatures. And I just wish that, I understand why she can't, but I wish Hermione would have been like, Fred, it's me, I'll just do it. Yeah, that would have made things a lot. (laughs) The great thing about the town of Riverdale is that everything would be easier if everyone told the truth. (laughs) Just like in life. But guess what? It just doesn't happen. Doesn't happen. I, like, I, the thing I really actually loved about Hermione's move there is that it was so shady. Mm Mm-hmm. I kind of like when she's shady. Me too, because then she has, like, this, like, look on her face, and I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Nice. I can't get a read on her, and I kind of love it. Archie is just like, Dad, if I don't do well, will you still love me? (laughs) And he's like, of course I will still love you, son. You are my son. Bless his heart. (laughs) Like, why did it, he saw, like, one way that Josie and her parents worked, and he was like, oh, God, I don't want my dad to do that. (laughs) He's like, please don't be like that. And he's like, I will be proud of you no matter what, son. You are my son. And I was like, that's exactly like my mom. I love you, son. You are my son. Shine. Shine. Um, so we learned that Veronica was made a legal officer of Lodge Industries. Which is shady as hell. She won't sign the thing. Hermione forges her signature. That, I mean, sneaky, sneaky. But also, it is really weird to make an underage teenager a signing officer of a openly publicly traded company. Right, yeah. Like, I don't even know if that's legal. I don't think it is. I mean, you know, there's a lot of illegal things going on here. You know, underage teen, but also, you know, forging things. Yeah, yeah, the lodges, um, they, they take the law more as, um, a gentle suggestion. suggestion. Yeah. I love that we picked the same word. <laughs> yeah. I'm exactly. so happy. So Andrew's construction ends up getting the thing. Surprise! Thank God, though. <laughs> and so Veronica's like, hey, what's up? And he's like, oh, well. And Hermione's like, oh, nothing! <laughs> Okay, but I just, Fred explains the entire plot to Veronica. Mm-hmm. I was like, why are you telling a teenager all of this information? She doesn't care. And he calls Hermione his lucky charm, which is cute. It's, it's so cute. My teeth are rotting. I hate it. I hate it, but I love it. It's going to crash and burn. We're too early in the season for this to be successful. If we're, like, picking teams, mm-hmm. um, I am on team not the Coopers. Okay. Yeah. Just so we're clear. Sure. Okay. I'm going to be on team whatever Fred does. Yeah. Fred is, like, the least shady parent in the whole show. Exactly. Like, even Hermione's not really that trustworthy, so... Exactly. Yeah. Team whatever Fred does, I will go with. This team adult segment has been brought to you by Kelly Fitzgerald. (laughs) (laughs) Closer to fine on Twitter. Uh, Now we're going to be talking about stuff that concerns Josie. Josie and the pussycats. I just wrote pussycats debacle. So, listen, I'm going to be on team Val for this one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. 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 Here's the thing. We were just talking about it. If Josie had just told her friends the truth, then they would have been, like, less bad. Everything would be less bad. 
This one I kind of understand, though, because Mm -hmm. Josie clearly, like, keeps things close to the vest. Yeah. Like, that poor girl is so bottled up, and so, like, it comes out in really uncomfortable ways. Right. So, poor Val had to bear the brunt of that one. We also see that, I think we have another parent couple Mm -hmm. who is together-ish, but not functioning. But not, yeah, but not functioning and but not, like, the nicest. Where are, are the good parents in Riverdale? Where have all the good parents gone? Why are they all terrible? And where are all the gods? I hate you. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I hate you. Okay, but the reason I hate you is because that song I only ever hear being sung on the Shrek soundtrack. That's how I know it. No, me too! <laughs> Because that's the best cover of that song. Okay, and normally I would be like, oh my god, that's stupid, but I feel like that's a universally agreed thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so we that that was a hot take, but I think we're right. Yeah, I okay. agree. Continue. Um, so Mayor McCoy, she's like a good mom, but also I don't know if I agree with like all of her parenting decisions, just because she needs to stop building Josie up so much, you know what I mean? Like, she seems like she's teaching her to just not be humble at all. I feel like she's teaching her to, like, never fail because she'll disappoint her father. Yeah, but, like, that's not, like... or Like, she needs to be more like, hey, even if you disappoint your father, I'm still here for you, and it doesn't really matter because what matters is that you like what you did. Exactly! And she doesn't really seem to be doing that. No, it's more about, like, don't disappoint your father. You have to, like, represent this family. We named you for a legendary person, which is really cool, by the way. Josephine Baker was a badass. Mm -hmm. Um, But we named you for this person, and you must live up to all of these expectations we have. And it's like, but she's just a baby. Yeah. I want to root for her as a mom. Me too. Yeah. Because I like her idea of saying our brand is making sure that it's women of color. Yeah. And that's great. That was really cool. So her dad is famous then. Mm-hmm. Yes. I assume I he's just like in a band. Right now he's on tour, I guess. And maybe it's better that he's always on tour because he's such an ass. Yeah, but also she's like, he's missing two tour dates. So I'm like, whoa. So... Was he not a key member of this band? That's what it seems like. So yeah. I don't know why he's up on his high horse so much. He thinks he's hot sh- Oh, great. Now I'm going to get a dog bark. Yay! You better make it a good dog bark. I know more of these chihuahuas. Fine. Also, yeah. it's not even a chihuahua one. It's it's put as puppy bark. Oh, it's a puppy? Yeah. Oh, then I'm not mad at it anymore. Great. Okay. Um, Mayor McCoy also mentions that if... Josie lets him down, he'll find a way to blame her for it. So that's problematic. That's quite possibly an abusive relationship. Yeah, I'm not pleased. No. Both of these women deserve better. Yes. Um, so Veronica chooses to become a pussycat. Yes. Which is sweet. That was amazing. Except she's not a very good one. Aww. At least not at the beginning. Yeah, who shows up to rehearsal on day one and was like, yo, hang on, I'm just gonna check my phone real quick. Yeah, I was like, girl, that is not how it works. No, you You show up. You put that away. 
you you ease into you getting to use your phone after a couple rehearsals when you know people. You you put that in your bag and you put it on silent. Yeah. And then, like, especially because it's, like, I get it if you guys were, like, just maybe talking about something, but if you're in the middle of, like, performing a song, maybe not. Yeah. Re- read the room. <laughs> exactly. So, we meet Josie's father. His name is Miles. And he says that Val provided some much-needed integrity. Because he's just rude. Yeah, because apparently Val is the talented one and Josie isn't. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Have you seen Josie? Yeah. She's amazing. It was quite literally the most uncomfortable dinner party I've ever seen in my life. Even last episode's dinner party? I feel like it was more uncomfortable than that. I mean, it gets more uncomfortable depending on how many people you have in the room, you know? Plus, last one, like, with the blossoms, that dinner party was also funny. Right. Whereas this one was just like, if I have to watch any more of this, my secondhand embarrassment is going to overcome my whole body, and I'm just going to become one giant cringe. Cute. Yeah. So, Josie and Veronica go to Pops, and I think Josie has a chocolate shake. We're just barely paying attention to little milkshakes right I now. I love how, how much, like, there's milkshake detail. And Veronica has coffee. Oh, is she not a milkshake girl? Well, she had milkshakes before. Yeah. But okay. I guess not today. Not today. Um, next thing that happens with Josie is they... Oh, cover girl again. Oh my god. CW getting that cover girl money like it's their job. I guess it is their job. Listen, I'm loving Josie, but also, like, Val comes up and says, I'd like to sing lead sometimes. And she goes, no. She pretty much says, no, you can sing co-lead and only on the bridge. Yeah, that's not a good deal. Like, I don't know. I'm not a fan. No, it's not a good deal. And, like, honestly, I almost think that the reason why she's, like, the main singer is because she can't sing it or she can't play an instrument. <laughs> You know? Val could be up there being... It could be Val and the Pussycats if Josie could play the piano, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm so sorry. I was I was yawning, but not at you, just at the world. Um, I that, it, that. Now I'm yawning. We've... <laughs> I'm sorry. Yawn train. <laughs> we've never actually seen Josie play an instrument, so I think you might be right. Yep. Also, where's Cheryl to support her girlfriend? Just saying. Oh my god, yes. I was actually thinking that the whole time. I was like, why is there Josie and no Cheryl? It feels like the variety show is like Cheryl's scene. Mm-hmm. She should be up there twirling a baton or something. Though at the variety show, I feel like we would be remiss if we did not talk about Kevin's suit. Yes. Them ruffles, though. <laughs> I just, oh my gosh. First of all, there are so many freaking high school musical parallels in here still. I just kept getting Glee flashbacks. Oh, good. That's a good one, too. Yeah. Literally any performance stuff, like, that's what this is. Yeah. Like, Glee, Glee especially with uh, Kevin's outfit. Like, yes. good God, man. So, Miles leaves in the middle of their performance. Jack. Which is, like, you just don't do that. Even if you're, like, the most pretentious, you just don't. Like, how much do you have to hate your child to leave in the middle of their performance? I don't even know. Like, it's clear that he does not love Josie the way Josie should be loved. Honestly, if you're that judgmental, don't miss your freaking tour for this. Yeah. Like, Go just on your tour then. Don't show up. Exactly. Because sometimes being absent is better than being present and being a jackass. True. 
So later, Josie cries to her mom about it, mm. and it's sad. And they're so supportive of each other. Mm-hmm. They're such a beautiful family. Like, literally, yeah. aesthetically, they are stunning humans. Oh my god, yeah. Okay, so now we're gonna move on to all the rest of the stuff, uh, mostly including Archie and Val and stuff. Yay! So what's with Archie and these wolf masks? Isn't that their, like, school mascot? Is it? Yeah. Just because, I just thought it was weird that they kept bringing it up when they had never brought it up before. Yeah, it was a new visual motif that, uh, had no... Basis. I just think it would have had more of an effect if they had said, oh, like, I don't know, anything about that in a previous episode. And then we could be like, oh, yeah, that's a callback to before. But now it's just like, that was just for that one episode, you know? Be like, oh, okay, everyone's wolves and Archie's cool. the lamb. So Kevin is like Mrs. Darvis. I don't get that joke. You don't get it? Uh-uh. It's... Okay, let me just send you a picture, real quick. Okay. Mrs. Darvis. What is that from? <laughs> it's from High School Musical. God, well, of course I don't get that joke! I am older than you. Enjoy Rob- All right. this Google image search of Mrs. Darvis. Oh, this is gonna be hilarious. Oh! Oh no, I know who she is! I know who she is! I remember okay. her from whenever when my sister watched that movie and she was obsessed with it. Um, it's because High School Musical is the best. All right. Anyway, Kevin's totally being a Mrs. Darvis. Yep, totally. Especially when he's like, it compromises my artistic integrity. And I was like, okay, Darvis. I liked when he was, but he caved so quickly. Mm-hmm. I, probably because he saw Archie and felt so bad for him. But, like, you know at some point Veronica was like, you're going to let him do this or I will absolutely destroy you as a person. And Kevin was like, I understand. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin is a, probably a lot more accommodating than Mrs. Darvis. That's true. That's true. Um, so Reggie and Moose are, first of all, there's Moose. He's still on the football team. Mm-hmm. So that's official. Mm-hmm. Also, Archie was their friend in the first episode. Second of all, Reggie, Archie did a real nice thing for you last episode. Yep. Why are you, why are they always so crap? Because they're teenage boys. I dislike them. Yeah, I disliked them as a teen. I dislike them now. Yes. Indeed. Yeah. I'm sad about Moose still. Yeah, I kind of, I want some development for Moose. or Definitely. For, you know, him to, like, speak on screen for more than five seconds. I thought he was going to be much more important when we saw him uh, in the first and second episodes. Yeah. So I'm sad that we're I less thought they would maybe explore his, uh sexuality a little bit more because mm-hmm. i was really interested in seeing like a bisexual man on television but yeah twas not to be alas yet yes we got time we got time we do yeah i hope it works out <laughs> i wrote down veronica x machina because it's like genius <laughs> and i'm like obsessed with the fact that she came up with that <laughs> i love it i want a t-shirt that says that <laughs> yeah and so archie or, like, Archie's gonna sing with Veronica, mm-hmm. and then ends up singing with Val after she quits the Pussycats, which, like, was a dick move. Total dick. And it's, the worst thing is, if you look at it, you can totally see what Archie's thought process was. And it make it makes sense if you're Archie. Yes, exactly. I'm just like, yes, like, I understand what you were thinking, but you were wrong. Archie has a really hard time thinking about other people's feelings. 
Yes. Like, how his actions impact other people does not really occur to Archie, but he cares when he hurts you. Yeah. He's just really thoughtless. Exactly. And she even says you have no integrity and calls him Ginger Judas, which is awesome. Ginger Judas might be the greatest thing that this show has ever given the world. But, like, I just want to, like, go go through Archie's thought process real quick. So he goes... Oh, Veronica's going to come up on stage with me. Cool. Oh, what's that? Valerie, you'd like to go up on stage with me now? Okay, well, Veronica was just doing it as a favor to me, so she would be totally okay if I went with you instead because she didn't really want to go up there. He was probably like, I, like, guilted her into that, so now she's free. What annoys me a little bit is the fact that Val didn't go oh, you're going with Veronica? Or, like, maybe he didn't even tell her that he was a, he was going to go up with Veronica then. Because I feel like if Val had known, she would have been like... Don't be shitty. Oh, that's not fair. Yeah. Or at least talk to Veronica about it or something. Because Val is a performer as well. Yeah. And knows that if that happened to her, she would be upset. I completely agree. Val definitely probably would have, or should have said something. Yes. If she had known. Yeah. And that's the reason why I don't think she did. Yeah, I think possibly Archie didn't even... Again, Archie didn't even think. Mm Mm-hmm. Hello, everyone. This is a message from Robin in the future. Uh, I would just like to say that I went back and uh, looked at that piece of the episode, and Val is literally sitting right beside Veronica and Archie while they're having this conversation. So I'm not sure what that says about her, but uh, yeah, we we were really dumb. Thank you. And back to your regularly scheduled programming. So, next thing that happens with them is that Valerie is kind of just, like, weird with when they're practicing and everything, and Mm -hmm. talks about her beginnings with Josie and the Pussycats. They both worked at Power Records. So, Archie decides that he wants Val to go sing with the Pussycats. So, Mm -hmm. I'm like, cool, good thing, but also this is the end of High School Musical 2. Is it actually? Yes. It fully is, like... Oh, my God. Because... Sharpay's supposed to go out there with Troy Bolton. Then Troy Bolton says, no, I'm not going out with anybody because I'm sad and everyone's angry with me, so I'm not doing it. And then I think it's Ryan who goes up to Troy and says, you should sing with my sister because it's the right thing to do. And then Mm -hmm. he says, okay, um, I'll go learn this new song in 3.2 seconds. And then... Instead of going up with Sharpay, he ends up going up there, ready to sing, and then it's Gabriella who comes out, and they all sing together, and it's nice. We're all in this no, together. No, that's, that's the first one. <laughs> that's the first one. That's, that's the, the only song one. I know. No, they sing, they sing every day of our lives. It's cute. Anyway, this is the end of High School Musical 2. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> They're like, no, sing with who's right. Follow your heart. So Veronica says, I'll still go up there with you because clearly Josie doesn't care (laughs) about me being in the Pussycats anymore. Yeah, apparently. Um, She calls him Red Troubadour, which is like also a really great nickname. (laughs) And she says, think about who makes you feel safe. And so he goes up there and is like, I should probably think of who makes me feel safe. And it's his dad. How sweet was that? I just love the Andrews boys now. I really like that. Because I was wondering when he was on stage, I was like, who's he going to pick sort of as his constant? And he mm-hmm. picked his dad. I know, and I almost thought it was going to be Veronica or Val. I thought so, but too. But I'm so glad 
that they chose it to be Fred. Yeah. That brings me such joy. Because it shows that, like, not every parental relationship on the show has to suck. Yes. Yeah. Just like, um, Josie and her mom. Like, it doesn't have to suck at the end. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, there's a bit of a weird error where Veronica's backstage and then suddenly she's in the audience and I don't really know how she got there, but whatever. Time travel. Um, honestly, Fred looked like he had some tears in his eyes. Oh, he, because he was so proud. I know. It was beautiful. He's such a good dad. And <laughs> literally, I was watching it for the first time, and I'm watching Archie finish his thing, and everyone starts clapping, and he just kind of stands there, and I go, bow. <laughs> bow. <laughs> and so he does. And I'm like, thank you. Because Josie and the Pussycats did not bow. And I was like, you bow at the end of a performance. If everyone's clapping for you, you say thank you for clapping for me by bowing. Bow. Well, Josie was going through a lot. I know, but like, I didn't see Veronica or Val or what's her name? Mel in the back? Uh, oh yeah, Mel. None of them bowed either. And I was no, like, they did everyone, not. So everyone just bow. Because if you don't bow, then it's like the audience is like, why don't you appreciate my claps? That's a good point. You have to, you have to give respect to the audience as they respect you. Exactly. Yep. So, Archie and Val kiss, which... And loved it. It's nice, but also I have a question. How long has it been since Grundy left? Mm, two weeks. I just feel like he's bouncing back too fast, especially when he was just, like, so obsessed with her, you know? Yeah, this is, uh, Rebound. I'm worried that the show is just not allowing Archie to be by himself and just not not allowing Archie to... Like, he cried when Grundy left and now mm-hmm. suddenly he's... Like, I love it because they're both lovely and they both seem to have a nice chemistry and it's great. But yeah. also, I feel like he needed more time in between and I just don't want Archie to be not allowed to not have a love interest. I really like that take. Yeah. I completely agree. Cool. He should be on his own for a while and figure out who he is and spend some of his formative years not in a relationship. Exactly. I like it. Thanks. You smart cookie. Uh, now it's time for our segments, and my segment is called A Sexual Jughead? Question mark, question mark, question mark. And the answer is, I guess, always, I guess. <laughs> oh. It's okay. Yeah. I still believe. I still believe, too. Thanks. Season two. Yeah. It'll happen. Uh, my segment this week is, did Jughead eat a burger? And it's like, no, he didn't, but he ate pancakes. Yeah, he ate something. So we're getting, cl- we're getting close. Yes. Okay. I feel like they're, like, specifically not making him eat a burger just to annoy us. What if he doesn't eat a burger until the season finale? That would be so cute. Like, I kind of super need the last shot of the season finale to be someone serving, like, Pop Tate serving Jughead a burger and him, like, eating a burger for the first yes! time. Yes! Oh my god, I'm, right. like, waiting for that now. If that's, like, the final season of the finale, someone is, like, I'm, I'm, I'm betting against the universe and the universe will owe me. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I love it. Okay. And the last segment is called the Best Line Award. So my Best Line Award this week goes to Jughead for... Hey there, Juliet. Nurse off duty. Because, wow, just kill me. Stop with the Shakespeare, I will die. I love how much you love this. I legitimately, like, heart attack at that moment. I was like, just somebody stab me. I cannot. 
<laughs> I really wish you'd recorded your reactions to all of this. Oh my god. How could I have prepared emotionally? <laughs> in fact, I'm going to be editing this, putting that little clip in, and I'm going to have five more heart attacks. Oh my your god. turn. <laughs> uh, I love you. Um, for my best line award, it uh, goes to Veronica for Honestly, I'm hanging on by my whiskers. Because she says it so earnestly. <laughs> She's like so legitimately serious about that sentence. And it was really hard to pick a cat pun out of all the cat puns, but I really liked that one the best. It was a good one. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Our music is Terminal by Good News Tunes. If you're a fan of The 100, we like to talk about that show too. And coming very soon, already recorded and about to be edited, is our Lost podcast. You can follow at The Aficionados on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter and I'll do the same. You can tweet us with anything that you'd like us to discuss or talk about or talk about with us. We just like talking to you. And you can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash theafficionados. We have a Patreon. That's patreon.com slash theafficionados if you have any change to spare. And um, each week we shout out someone who has donated to us. And this week, it's yesterday's episode on The 100 was Robin's parents. This week, it's my parents. Yay! <laughs> Thank you, Mom. I love you so much. She actually, like, started watching. She doesn't even watch Riverdale. She watched oh, the wow. whole show so that she could listen to our podcast. What a kind soul. <laughs> She's so cute. I love her shout so much. Shout out. My mom is the Fred Andrews for sure. <laughs> nice. Um, you can follow me personally on Twitter at Robin E. Jeffrey. That's R-O-B-Y-N-E-J-E-F-F-R-E-Y. Pretty much everywhere. Stop. <laughs> I have a script, okay? I know. You can follow me on Twitter at Britannia with two T's and an underscore at the end. And you can, um... <laughs> You and can you can it. tune in and you can tune in next week for episode 107 chapter 7 in a lonely place okay love you bye okay love you bye love you bye bye bye